if the goal is to be in relationship with God through Jesus and to know him and to have him know us and in the midst of that relationship to be transformed by him, I would say that prayer is um, one of the conduits in which we are in relationship with God. And it's one of those conduits through which that transformation happens. When you think about Greek life, Christian faith might be the absolute last thing that comes to mind. But we not only believe that it's possible to be Greek and Christian, but also that it's the best way to experience Greek life and grow your faith. We have real, honest conversations about how to approach Greek life from a Christian perspective, including things like recruiting and pledging, drinking and drugs, sex and dating, leadership and philanthropy, and much more. This podcast is by Greeks and for Greeks. Our hosts and guests are all members of fraternities and sororities who collectively have decades worth of experience living out their faith in Greek life. Welcome to the Greek and Christian Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Greek and Christian Podcast. As always, this is your host, Allison. I don't think I've ever missed an episode, actually. So I have a lot of co-hosts who come in and join me. As you know, J-Mac, Mark, Gabe, my friend Becky have all come in to co-host. Anna, but man, I've been here going at it for a long time. Uh, if you're new here, I am a PiFi alum. And this podcast is all about the intersection of faith in Greek life. And we just started a new series all about our relationship with God. So basically, how do I keep this relationship with God going in my everyday life? What does that even look like as I'm navigating the Greek system and all of its highs and lows? Uh, and last week, we started with some vision. So how do we even have a relationship with God? Why is it worth it? Why does God want to have a relationship with us? And what I really loved about last week's episode, if you missed it, go back and listen. But our guest, Brian, talked about this idea of getting in the chair, making this regular, dedicated time and space to just be with God, rubbing shoulders with him so that we can know him better and actually become more like him. And we kind of left you with a challenge of, okay, get in your chair, block out that time, you know, figurative chair, <laughs> but look in your calendar and block out that time to just be with God. And so now that you've blocked out that time, what do you actually do with it? When we, when we find ourselves where we've dedicated this time and space with God, what do we actually do? And so my guest from last week, Brian Mann is back with us again. He's our national director for Greek InterVarsity. Hey, Brian, welcome back. Hey, Allison. Great to be here. Yeah. Uh, how was your weekend? Long holiday weekend. Uh, it was great. Uh, yep. A lot of time with the kids uh, and my youngest. Uh, we just got him a basketball hoop. So I uh, spent the majority of the time putting together a new basketball hoop. Love it. Love that so much. Um, not that our audience cares that much about this, my weekend plans, but my husband and I went to an RV show at the Expo Center. Uh, you all probably don't know this, so we live in Park City, Utah, which sounds very glamorous. Um, we own nine and a half acres of land, but we live in a massive fifth wheel camper as we build. So if you've ever watched like Tiny House Living on YouTube or those crazy people who live in a camper, uh, we are one of those crazy people. Um, but we had a great time looking at all the massive campers and uh, longing for the day that I'll maybe have a dishwasher again. So someday, 
someday. So all of you guys who are living in your chapter houses and you have a dishwasher, amazing. Praise the Lord for your access to a dishwasher and please enjoy it for me. <laughs> but anyway, enough about my goofy weekend plans. Brian, as you know, this season, we're talking about different ways we can spend time with God, grow in our faith, prayer, reading the Bible, connecting with Christian community. And today we're actually focusing on prayer. So kind of, you know, when you make that space to be with God, when you get in the chair, what do you do? Well, we're going to talk about prayer today. And so Brian, my question for you is, well, what is the point of prayer? Why does God invite us to pray? Hmm. Uh, so it's a great question, and it's actually, you know, probably a little bit deeper question than most people are are asking. We have a lot of uh, implied uh, or imbued meaning around mm. the phrase of prayer or thinking about what prayer is or isn't. Um, if we kind of go back to some of what we talked about last time, uh, if the goal is to be in relationship with God, through Jesus and to know him and to have him know us and in the midst of that relationship to be transformed by him. I would say that prayer is um, one of the conduits in which we are in relationship with God. And it's one of those conduits through which that transformation happens. Um, so, I mean, what actually happens in prayer, uh, I do think it's a little bit um, probably from two different categories. One would be it, there is an element of communication involved with it where we are actually in dialogue or communication with God, um, expressing ourselves and also maybe hearing from God. Um, and then, yeah, I do think there's a way for us to be in kind of um, wordless presence with God that can also be prayerful or uh, having us be aware of what's going on in terms of our engagement with and responsiveness to God. Mm. Yeah, I like that. I like how you say, you know, it's maybe a little bit deeper than we think it is. And I think you raise a really good point. Like if we come from a Christian tradition, depending on what that Christian tr tradition is, we might have learned about prayer um, in a specific way. But if you have no like spiritual background, it's kind of like, what? Like, this God of the universe who wants to have a relationship with me, like I can talk to him and maybe he'll talk back to me. <laughs> yeah. And so I like how you, you speak about it as this like conduit, this kind of pathway for our relationship with God. Um, well, what tips do you have about how to talk with God, Brian, anything that comes to mind for you? Yeah. So, I mean, if prayer is, uh, is communication, but it's not less than communication. It's maybe more than communication. Um, mm. You know, I, I think, let's just say for me, I think about the closest relationship I have is with my wife. And there's a lot of communication that goes on that is verbal. And yet there is a lot of time spent together that's nonverbal or just being yeah, together sure. or just doing things. And so I think in any healthy relationship, there is both the aspect of being together and doing things which may or may not be verbal. And then there is actual communication, um, which can be just in a more, we did this and then we did that, or it could be at a deeper heart level of I'm really feeling or mm -hmm. thinking this, or I'm 
what's really going on in the core of who I am uh, that I'm in touch with is this, and this is what I need or want or I'm longing for. And so I think um, when it comes to prayer, if that is shorthand for some of our communication and relationship with God, then I think um, we're talking about kind of a similar pathway of both of those dynamics of being together and of communicating with. Yeah, I think that's a really good word. You know, it makes me think of um, how one of the practices of me being with God, of praying, um, that's kind of stuck over the years is when I'm doing the dishes, you know, and I like how you talked about your closest relationship is with your wife. And sometimes that involves you guys communicating verbally with each other, but sometimes it's just this nonverbal being together. And a lot of times that's how doing the dishes is for me that I just, when I start doing the dishes, because it's become this regular practice for me, it's almost like the dishes are this trigger of, I'm just, I recognize that God is with me. And sometimes I'm talking to him silently in my head about my day, or I'm asking him like, where have you been at in my day and reflecting on my day. But it's just been this practice that has stuck for me, especially as I mentioned, I do not have a dishwasher. So I have to hand wash all of my dishes, which I hate. <laughs> That's why this has become a prayer practice for me because I invited God into the chore, probably the chore I hate the most. <laughs> and as a part of spiritual formation for me, character development. But anyway, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a set aside time. It's a good 10 to 15 minutes where I'm just spending the time with God. Sometimes I'm talking out louder in my head to him. Sometimes I'm just listening for his voice or sometimes I'm just silent with him. Do you have any practices like that, Brian, where, you know, you've, it's been a practice of prayer for you or being with God that has just stuck over the years? Well, I, I first, let me just say, I'm guessing that there's a lot of people who can relate to roommates that don't wash their own dishes. Oh my so, gosh. Uh, yes. having kids I mean, is I was kind of one of those having, roommates. That's right. Yeah. Having kids is just perpetually having roommates that don't wash the dishes. Uh, so <laughs> you, if, if you're currently feeling like you do more than your share out there, uh, <laughs> you're getting, getting good practice. Um, yes, that's right. <laughs> uh, so your question, uh, re reframe that for me. Yeah. So I would like to hear, like, are there any like practices of prayer for you yeah. that have just stuck over the years that like you've practiced and mm -hmm. have been just kind of these rhythms um, that have helped you connect with God, being present with him, whether you're talking to him or just being with him. Um, mm -hmm. What has that looked like for you? Yeah, I, I would say um, for me, there's maybe two main ways I'd describe it. One is for when I have words and one is for when mm -hmm. I have no words. Um, Ooh, so when yeah. I have words uh, would be, you know, I, let's just say I've set aside time or I have a rhythm of talking to God and I have plenty to say. And so I sit down and there's a lot on my mind. Mm -hmm. There's a lot going on in life. Or I feel heaviness of going on or I'm excited about something or there's something I want to process. And it's just, uh, for me, I tend to, write out my prayers, whether it's mm. full journaling it out into this notebook or whether it's even just bullet points. If my, I'm feeling lazy and I'm just like idea yeah. one, idea two, but it helps kind of keep me on track and for me not to just drift off into outer space mentally. Mm -hmm. um, so when I'm sitting there and I'm kind of writing out some of those thoughts, sometimes there's plenty of thoughts and there's plenty to say, and it just is coming. And yet there's yes. been other seasons where there's nothing. I sit down and I go, 
why am I even doing this? And I have no words, or I don't really know what's going on inside my own soul, where I don't know how I feel. And I don't know how the uh, events of my life are affecting me in any like reasonable way. So in those seasons, um, or in those times, I would say I've been helped by having something external that I can pray along with that allows to mm. um, my own internal world to be illuminated more. So whether that's the Lord's prayer um, and to take a line and to I'll write it out and then I will write out my version of whatever it is that that triggers for me, um, rewriting it in my experience uh, yeah. and to do that one after another, or I'll take a, a Psalm, you know, uh, probably most I've rotated through the Psalms before, um, but I've also just taken, you know, Psalm one or 23 would be great places uh, if someone was just looking for one Psalm to grab, uh, but allowing the emotion uh, that exists in the Psalms to illuminate. Is there any emotion that's in here that illuminates what I'm currently feeling? And, mm -hmm. and I, for me to go, oh, I am angry about something that I wasn't aware I was angry about, or I am frustrated by this, or I do have a missed longing that I wish this were true, but it's not. Um, and so it's easier when I have the words, but I feel like in the long haul, there are definitely seasons and times where you, words just don't come. And it feels yeah. like you don't have uh, the ability to carry the communication or you're just tired. And you're like, is this one more relationship I'm carrying versus mm. saying I'm coming into this and I'm allowing God to meet me more than halfway, right? Uh, I'm here and he's asking me the questions through the words of scripture. He's helping me become more attuned to what he wants to communicate and allowing him to kind of drive the relationship and the conversation. Oh, that's good. I love that. When you feel like you have words and when you don't have words, I think God is with us in both of those and offers us ways that we can still connect him. I remember like there was a season in my life where uh, the emotions were just so heavy and at the surface that when I would sit down to pray or want to pray or talk about it with God. Um, I just felt stopped up. Like everything was just too much, too much. And um, Brian, I think you know this, but I used to write haikus. It was like, okay, I need a very like structured way to like get my thoughts out because I feel like if I don't have structure, I'm just, it's going to be this never ending fire hose of probably the F word over and over and over and over again in my journal. <laughs> and so I just randomly started writing haikus, which sounds really silly and dorky, but it's what worked in that season of my life. Like you're saying, Brian, I mean, whether it's a bullet journal, journaling your prayers, sitting and just letting a stream of consciousness uh, be with the Lord, or when you don't have words, um, using the prayers uh, uh, from scripture, both the Psalms and then the Lord's Prayer. Um, I'd like to focus in a little bit on the Lord's Prayer, Brian. Um, I'd love for you to speak a little bit of like, what is a practical way? I think this is like a great practical next step for our audience of you have the time set aside, you know, you have that space that you're going to be with God. Um, and so one really just simple way that you can engage in that space is by praying through the Lord's Prayer. And so Brian, can you like speak a little bit more to that of like, how would you, what would you say to someone who's like, okay, I want to pray through the Lord's Prayer. Like, how can I do that? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I would. Um, there's probably uh, depends on the time or how familiar you are with it. If you have um, more familiarity with the Lord's Prayer and that's something from your your background that you've prayed a lot over the years, um, then I would kind of slowly kind of um, sit in it where you pray a section or a phrase and then allow that to guide um, your own responsiveness um, and you kind of follow the structure of spending time focused on uh, who God is and then um, the our own needs that we bring into the conversation, uh, asking for forgiveness and uh, looking ahead at um, the ways that God might be leading you into the rest of the day. Um, but if it's something where you've not spent a lot of time in prayer or you didn't grow up in a church uh, or a background where this is a really familiar idea, um, I think even just praying the Lord's Prayer one time, reading it, and if there's one phrase or one section of words that really captures your heart or that you're drawn to in a few seconds of silence afterwards to just then write that out and then to spend a few minutes in response focusing on that one section and letting that kind of begin the conversation, so to speak, with God of, okay, why am I drawn to this today? What is it? Why do I need to spend some um, focused time here and and allowing God to, to drive the conversation? Yeah, that's good. And, I, you know, I should have mentioned this when I brought it up. So the Lord's Prayer, you can find it in the Bible. It's Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 13. And basically that section of scripture, it's called the Sermon on the Mount. And it's like the longest sermon uh, recorded of Jesus in the Bible. And the disciples ask him, how do, I pr- how do we pray? And Jesus shares the Lord's Prayer with them. That's why it's called the Lord's Prayer. It's Jesus's prayer that he tells his disciples how to pray. Um, And you might be familiar. It starts with our Father in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. I grew up Methodist. So we we recited the Lord's Prayer every Sunday um, during our worship service. Um, But it's right there in scripture for you. You can go to BibleGateway.com and look up Matthew 6, 9 through 13, and you'll see it right there. Um, But Brian, I really like how you even said, like, just reading it many times and what what verse of the lord's prayer sticks out to you and what might god be inviting you uh into as that word sticks out to you is there a way that he wants you to talk to him in response um as you read that prayer over and over so what we'll do is we'll put actually the text of the lord's prayer in the show notes for you and maybe we'll create a graphic for social media too um where you can see the lord's prayer um, and read it and maybe save uh, the image of it to your phone. Um. Yeah, because uh, I think uh, there have been traditions or times where people have seen the Lord's Prayer and Jesus' invitation to us to pray like him as um, magic words or yeah. a, a magic spell that if we say the right phrases, it unlocks some sort of magic about him hearing us. And mm. uh, I I don't believe that that's the intent of Jesus's uh, expression of telling us how to pray. Instead, I think he's laying out a pathway for us to follow in a similar fashion. Mm-hmm. And so that's right. That's why whether it's praying the whole prayer, which I think if Jesus says this is the way to pray, I think there's deep wisdom for us to glean from the contours of how Jesus prayed. Um, 
would probably be the best prayer ever, uh, right? I mean, if we're trying to say, how do we learn how to do this? He's the person to look at. He's the one we're trying to communicate to now in that same conduit. Um, and yet we don't have to necessarily, there's no magic in doing all of it every time either. And so mm -hmm. again, allowing, um, allowing space for yeah. what is it that we need and how can we be met by and changed by our time in, in relationship with God? um through jesus in the midst of what we're calling prayer um both with words and without words yeah i like that like you say it's not like magical it's not like the lord's prayer is this spell that's going to grant your wishes or unlock something for you it's it is a tool to help in your communication with god and like we've been saying all episode verbal and non-verbal it is this relationship with god prayer is the conduit um of that relationship and next week, we're going to have another episode on prayer, because I do think it's important to demystify prayer a little bit, because it really is. It is the way that you organically have a relationship with God. Um, and so next week, we're going to talk. We talked a little bit about, OK, how do we get started? How do we kind of talk to God? Um, and next week, we're going to say, well, does God talk to us? How do we hear from God? Um, and so you'll make, make sure you tune into that episode as well, um, because I believe whether you are young or old, uh, super educated or uneducated, you can have a robust prayer life with God. You don't have to be this PhD scholar uh, to do it. Um, and so make sure to follow us on Instagram at Greek IV. We're also on TikTok, Greek University. Like and subscribe to this podcast so that you don't miss out on an episode and leave us a review because we do want to create content for you that you want to hear. We want to speak to issues that you really care about as people who are Greek and wanting to figure out how your faith fits in with the Greek system. And if you want more information about Greek InterVarsity, visit us at greekiv.org and fill out the contact on our homepage. And thanks again for joining us for another episode of the Greek and Christian Podcast. The Greek and Christian Podcast is produced by Greek InterVarsity, a nonprofit college ministry for fraternity and sorority students. Our ultimate vision is to see every fraternity and sorority connected to a community of Greek Christians so that every Greek is just one friend away from knowing and following Jesus. To learn more, find a community on campus, or partner with us, visit greek.intervarsity.org.